You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted that you are here with me today because I have got a really great show for you. My friend of many years is back on with me tonight, and I am constantly getting emails from my listeners to bring back tonight's guest time and time again. They just adore him. As a matter of fact, my listeners love him so much that I decided that it's time to honor Dr. David Che by being on the cover of Law of Attraction Magazine's holiday issue. So some of the interview will be aired on my show tonight, and some of it will be aired in our November, December holiday issue of Law of Attraction magazine. One thing is for sure, this is a great, great interview with Dr. David Che talking about a brand new scientific verification that our individual minds create matter. So the Law of Attraction has nothing to do with wishing. It is documented and it is real and you're going to find out soon that it is very mind-blowing real. The way Dr. Che explains it is nothing less than amazing. So I'm going to promise you a great show tonight and a great read in the holiday issue of Law of Attraction magazine. Now, I mentioned Law of Attraction magazine holiday issue, which we're working on right now. If you have something that you want to advertise to our readers and even get a chance to be interviewed on my show, then I want you to contact lawofattractionmagazine.com or send me a personal email at jules, J-E-W-E-L-S, at loaradionetwork.com. I can promise you, This holiday issue is spectacular. You don't want to miss your opportunity to get in front of our readers and our huge listening base. And please don't even consider the fact that you can't afford it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you can afford it. You need to change your mindset now because the year 2022, it's on its way and it happens to be a six year. Now, let's talk about the year 2022 and what it means. If we learn how to unlock our inner power, we will be amazed at how simple life can become. In order to walk away from the darkness, we must see the light in everything. The lighter you are, the easier it is to see, and it all becomes part of you which will determine everything that you will do. So according to numerology, the year 2022 includes three vibrations of number two in magnifying, as well as influences from the number zero in magnifying all their influences. The number two vibrates duality, balance, and adaptability. Faith and trust, cooperation and diplomacy. The number also represents love, family, and partnerships. So when you see the number zero, its energies are amplified, making every number and letter more powerful and influential. A number zero corresponds to spiritual openness and growth. It represents potential and slash or choice, eternity and infinity, oneness and wholeness, continuing cycles 
and flows and the beginning of a journey. Manifesting miracles, achieving balance, and new opportunities are highlighted by the number 2022. Sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, there's more, so keep on listening. Focusing on the big picture and paying attention to details will help you turn your most ambitious dreams into a reality in 2022. Ensure that all aspects of your life are harmonious and balanced so that you will not lose sight of what is important to you. Negative thinking and beliefs should be avoided whenever possible. It is impossible for anything to happen by coincidence, so make sure you remain positive at all times. Well, as, at least as much as you can, let me put it that way, as well as encouraging you to contemplate your spiritual path and your soul goal, the year 2022 also provides meditation instruction. So this means to be attentive to your inner knowing and trust that it will lead you to the right decision. Now, in order to achieve your desired results on all levels, you will need dedication, patience, and grace. As you bring things to fruition on the spiritual and material planes, keep an optimistic outlook and positive attitude as you accomplish your goals. Furthermore, the year 2022 highlights our existence among angels who guide us with their understanding and delights us with their love. So in your darkest moments, you must remember that you will, if you let it, be receiving this infinite love from the beings, from the angels, and that will make life so much easier. Now, what does the year 2022 mean spiritually? Well, focusing better on each aspect of life will increase your likelihood of success. Therefore, before changing jobs, you should focus on completing the task at hand. Don't leave anything unfinished. A world full of distractions and the buzz of everyday life can make it hard to stay focused. But that's what you need to be, is truly focused in the year 2022. Now, you may need divine assistance in life if your angel number is 2022 or 222 or two twos and you will receive help from the angels in mastering your brain and increasing your productivity now to access supernatural wisdom you must maintain an active spiritual life and this means you need to have a clear vision as well as a realistic plan which are vital for you to reach your dreams and it actually is the symbolism behind the year 2022. Don't forget to meet deadlines and to keep your daily schedule. You need to stay productive and refreshed. And you need to take regular breaks between tasks because you always will need a refreshed mind and body. As long as you see 2022 throughout the world, you will be reminded not to set arbitrary limits on yourself and instead focus on bigger goals. In addition, avoid routines that consume your energy and time. As well as learning from proactive and focused people, you should surround yourself with like-minded people. Save your energy for productive tasks. And don't let lazy people eat up your time. They can. So now it's time for you to be proactive. Now, the symbolism of the year 2022 
is to find out what is important in your life and to focus on that. Knowing your priorities and how to focus on them is paramount to your success. So the angels are telling you to stop being worried about unimportant things and to stop wasting your time and energy on them. And they are doing that by helping you focus on the angel number of 2022. Now, here's the bottom line. The year 2022 is associated with success as one of its secret meanings. In other words, seeing this number daily indicates you are heading towards success. Now, you're going to see the number 2022 daily for the entire year ahead because that's the numerology year that will be magical because you believe that your mind can and will create your intention. The upcoming year is the year of the law of attraction. Do you understand? 2022 is the year of the law of attraction. So know this in advance. Keep your priorities straight. Don't get boggled down by being around lazy people. Keep your focus on your success, on what you want, and your goals. And you are going to manifest with the help of the angels, with the help of the spiritual principles, you are going to manifest incredible success. And that's what Law of Attraction is all about. We've got a great year coming, so don't let negative thoughts deter you from your great success. Remember, we chose to be alive during the year of 2022 because we've got really important things to accomplish. So join me every week on listening to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. We're going to bring you more of this because you are worth it. So with that, let's take a fast commercial break, and then we're going to be right back with my friend, Dr. David Che, and get ready, you're going to love this show. Introducing a self-healing technology that is pioneering the era of quantum healing, Scalar Light. Try it free for 15 days. We offer a remote healing experience that is 100% safe and natural. All we need is your photograph. Some of our programs include pathogenic cleanse, chakra balancing, and nutrient therapy. Try Scalar Light free for 15 days. Visit our website to learn more at scalarlight.com. Well, welcome back, Dr. David Che to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. You are definitely one of the most favorite guests on my 15-year history. People just adore you, and you have their answers. Well, thanks, Jules. I mean, I'm, I know you have a lot of guests, so I mean, and I know that a lot of them have their own shows and everything. So it's, I guess, it's really humbling for you to hear that you say that. I mean, I'm one of the more popular ones. So oh, it's, it's yes. a big deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get emails. When are you going to have Dr. David Che back on? And I'm going. Okay, that doesn't happen for any of the other guests. They don't do that, but they love and adore you because you have advice that they can grasp and i don't know it, it's just very very powerful what you say and so it stays with them and they want to keep on knowing more and you have a wealth of knowledge in so many different areas so i want to start from the very beginning because we have so many new listeners um so even before you wrote the book total law of attraction what got you interested in the law of attraction to begin with okay so the story is gonna be a really weird for most listeners because when i was a kid i wasn't i don't think i was normal per se <laughs> so so we immigrated i immigrated from t taiwan 
uh, to, to the United States when I was four years old. And so growing up, we actually didn't have much. We were like first generation immigrants, you know, we didn't have much when I was growing up. And while most kids would go to cartoons and, you know, everything is when you're kids and toys. I mean, I, I did that too when I was a kid, of course. But um, when we when we head to the library, instead of me going towards like kid books and stories, I'd always go to, I don't know if that was something in a past life, but in the library, I would go and gravitate toward those books on the occult, magic, and things of the sort. So one of the books that I came across, I must, I must have been 11, 10, 11 years old. I was in the library and there was this book and I, I actually got a copy of it off eBay, but it's this, it's this old book and it was called The Parker Lifetime Treasury of Mystic and Occult Powers. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay. I was like, so I opened this book and I'm reading about it and it's, you know, not all this stuff was really easy to understand, but I knew as a kid, as a, you know, when I was young that I was able to grasp a lot of the information that most people can't, you know, it's like, I, it's like, I just understood it. And so I picked up some of the information from that book. And then when I was, let's say I must've been in close to uh, high school when I was in high school, I was at a bookstore and I remember this was in the mid nineties. Okay. So this is before like Barnes Noble and all those big books yeah. took over. There were still a lot of pre- like little, little mom and pop bookshops, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was in Illinois and I came across this mom and pop bookshop, and they had a lot of new books there, like books that you just didn't get, you know, at Barnes Nobles and stuff. And another book uh, that I popped uh, popped in my mind that I saw it was called Wisdom of the Mystic Masters. Wow. I was like, I was like whoa, okay, this thing looks deep. And so, <laughs> so this is in the mid '90s. So I'm reading all these things. I'm trying to accumulate all the information that I got. And crazy enough, a lot of this stuff which we, you know, we'll touch upon in a moment, but it lit up. I mean, this was like all the information about the law of attraction before it was really called the law of attraction. Oh, attraction yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, um, and so I, I kind of knew this information already. I was reading about this. I knew about it. And, um, you know, but I wasn't, but remember at the time it wasn't really popular. So it was something that I just thought was secret or I just knew myself. You know, so I didn't really tell anybody about it because I don't want anybody to think I was, you know, crazy or anything um, for, 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 for reading, reading, reading this kind of stuff, you know. And so yeah. I've always held on to this information, too. And so it wasn't until I want to say until it got popular, you know, when The Secret came out, it got popular before I said, OK, well, I kind of knew this all along. Why don't I share my information with everybody, too? You know, so that's kind of how it kind of really, really started. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So but. But you took it up a couple of notches where the secret didn't, you know, really gravitate towards the real nitty gritty stuff. That's where you came in because you kind of set everything from that fantasy world that you could do everything into pure science, David. That's to your credit. Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, let's just put it where it is. I mean, besides those books that I read. I mean, I think in 19, uh, 1910, something, I think Wallace Waddles wrote The Science right. of Getting Rich. Okay. So that was like 100 years ago. He wrote The Science of Getting Rich. And then um, Joseph Murphy, I mean, there are a lot of good contributors. Joseph Murphy wrote a book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Right. You know, so there are a lot of great, there are a lot of great, great books that, you know, were already out, but, you know, really never, I want to say it resonated with the public, you know, the right. mass public. I think it resonated to a certain group of people, but not to the mass market, you know, and where I give the secret and Rhonda Byrne credit was she was able to take that, that kind of information and really explode its popularity and um, make it resonate with the mass market. You know, that's what that's it's, it's like saying Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he's credited for one that was made made for revolutionizing it and mass producing it. That's, that's yeah. a better way to put it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's where I give Brenda Burner the credit. She just really was able to explode the popularity and make it more accessible and to make guys like me come out with it and say, okay, well, what can I contribute to to this whole, you know, this whole topic and make it more popular among everybody? So, so Rhonda and The Secret was all about getting you excited about this possibility that it yes. could be real. So yeah. again, this is where you came in yes. with your book to say, all right, now let me tell you how it works. Yes. Yeah. Let, let, let me tell how it works and why it works. Like exactly. what's, the, what's the process behind it? And so, yes, yes, you're, you're absolutely right in that sense. So yeah, I was able to, when, I mean, I, when the secret came out, I was like, wow, okay, this is great. I watched the movie and it was, it was really, and to me, it was really well made. Yeah. Um, um, and for people who don't know this part about it. Um, so when the secret first came out, um, the movie, 
it was made with a bunch of different, you know, different speakers on it. And one of the probably the best one of all was Esther Hicks. And if you know yeah. Esther Hicks, she she has a whole a whole group of following on her own. Now, what happened was um, there were later on after they made the movie. Most people don't know about this is there was a contract dispute between Esther Hicks and the, the production company for the secret. Right. And right. so they couldn't agree on, you know, how much she should get paid. So they went ahead and remade the secret without Esther Hicks. Yeah, that's so. I, I mean, I've seen both versions, and the Esther Hicks one is way better still. So, yeah, for those of you who are listening and can get a hold of it, I mean, if you can get the original version of The Secret, the movie, which has Esther Hicks in it, it's way better. It's it's way more informative. Yeah, you know. So, absolutely, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. There's something about that channeling that gives you more of the mystical feel, um, but it also had a lot of logic that we human just kind of lived through we needed something another entity to point it out to us yeah what, what was going on yes. and and again i gotta say that's where you stepped into not that you're an entity but well in a sense you are but but you were able to bring the science base into it so that we could understand the logic to the law of attraction Yes, yes, and I and I and I want to tell our listeners that you know where I learned my information from wasn't just from that one book when I was a kid or the two books. I mean, I've studied, you know, this law of attraction information from many, many different good um, practitioners or people that understand it, and I was able to combine everything. And see, the thing is, I think what I want to take credit for is I'm able to take all the best pieces of information mm. and put it put it into one book, so you don't have to be like me, uh, go searching for like 10, 15 different sources just to get the information that, you know, that you really need. So, and that's and I, why it's called total law of attraction. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's why I call it total law. Cause it's like the grand total. You just put everything together and give it all the best pieces of information. I, I, I weeded out all the unnecessary stuff and just included and put into it the most practical and powerful, powerful information that, you know, the average person can just pick up um, and just start using it right away to achieve, you know, better results in their life. You also, well, you you simplified the law of attraction to us for us so we we can understand but you also were really into the metaphysics it's like you were raised in the metaphysics yes and it's really weird i want to say it had to be in a past life because you know growing up in taiwan and coming to the united states i mean i wasn't exposed to any of this stuff but it was for some reason when i would pick up these books they just i can't explain it just resonated with me for some but reason. didn't you have yeah. an uncle or something um, or a, a, a somebody that was teaching you about the metaphysics? Um, actually, no. My uncle taught me Chinese medicine. Oh, not, Chinese not, not medicine. Okay, yeah. that's and that, that's more for, for everyday living, not, not for actually metaphysical stuff. No, metaphysical, I, I pretty much learned on my own. No one really was here to teach me anything. It's kind of self-taught, basically. Yeah, but you yeah. taught a lot of Chinese medicine being on my show all of these years i mean oh yes oh yes it is it's been what since 1913 oh. i mean i mean 2013 or something like yeah, yeah right around 2013 yeah 2013 yeah holy smokes you've been coming on here for a long time you've been to our events oh my goodness everybody knows you and that's yeah. why you're so popular so yeah. you're you go from every area chinese medicine to the metaphysics, to every area you can accomplish or and talk about anything with all of this incredible knowledge. Um, and it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I like to call it health and wellness. That's what I like to call it, health and wellness. To me, Chinese medicine, conventional medicine, you know, a law of attraction. To me, these are all, you know, different groups. And I, and I, and I like to put them together because they all tried to make our life and our well-being, our health better. That's what, you know, that's what we, that's what we want to do, make everybody's lives better, you know, and healthier. And so I like to combine everything that I know, everything that I learned, all the most practical aspects of it, not so much the theory, because, you know, when people you talk, when you start talking theory, people, you know, lose interest. But when you start yeah. giving them the, the most hardcore practical information without all the nonsense behind it, that's when people are like, oh, okay, well, I can, you know, listen to you, what you just said, and tomorrow I'll start, or this moment, start applying it to my life right away. And whether it's just law of attraction or health things that I've learned, um, which I want to share more later with our listeners, but you know, my, my goal is if you, you should be able to take what I've just spoke to you about in this show and use it in your life right away, apply it right away. Exactly. And that's what we have done 
for years. We've taken your advice, especially with vitamins and everything. Yes. So you actually um, place the law of attraction because the law of attraction is mental. Yes. It has to do with what our beliefs are that's going to affect and attract back to us. Yes. So that's how we feel about ourselves physically. It affects our sickness, our health, our uh, entire creative being. So it has to do with the uh, implosion of the mental aspect is probably the most important because it really guides us into being the person that we are. Yes. And um, this, this concept, you know, mind, or, you know, how our mind creates our reality. This is, this is mm-hmm. nothing new. I think it's been lost because our modern society has gotten so technological. Yeah. But if you go back, I mean, I, mean, I study a lot of Buddhist works, you know, and this one quote from the Buddha, you know, 3000 years ago says it all. The Buddha says all that we are is a result of our thoughts. You know, we are what we think. As you know. a man thinketh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes. That's been carried through, you know, through the ages. So this is this is nothing really new, considering. But I think we're just bringing it in a different, um, in a different fashion for 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 the modern listener. You know, how to apply this kind of thought to a modern listener, to so the modern person can really take advantage of some ancient principles and you know improve their lives. But you know, for me, the time right now is so incredibly important and how i mean if this isn't by fluke this is like it was designed that we had to get and grasp this knowledge right now because there's so much um ridiculousness going on in the world yes yes <laughs> that you know we are the ones that have to bring it back down and center our thoughts because we are the creator of our own reality, not the government, not all these other. um, Well, I'm just going to say fruitcakes out there. I mean, really, it's we're the ones. So that's the importance of this law of attraction radio network and people like you, David, because you're bringing us the power that we've been looking for. It's not outside of us. It's in our mind. And we've got to grasp that. Yes, yes. And one of the things, the first things I want to teach our listeners on here, since we're talking about this, is uh, one of the secrets that I learned is I know we always talk about what you think, you know, happen, you know, what you believe and, and things of the sort. But the most important thing that, you know, if you take nothing away from what we talk about today, the listener, is replace the thought with emotion. So instead of um, what is it? Uh, uh, the guy that wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Right. Ch- change it out to feel and grow rich. Oh my God. The, 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 the emotion, the, actually the emotion is more, is more important than the thought because the emotion is the energy that creates what you want. Whereas the thought guides the direction, you know, it guides, it guides that emotion to where it's supposed to go. So you, you really need both, you know, thought and feeling. Cause, but I think over the, over the years, all these books that come out, it teaches people, oh, think this and think that. So that people think, if I just think about it, it should, it should happen. But actually, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's the emotion. The emotion, the feeling behind the thought is what gives that thought energy. So that's one thing I really want to push hard to our listeners today, if you're listening. And of course, if you, know, if you read the book, that, you know, my book, it will talk more in detail about it. But you know, for our listeners today, repl- I mean, in, in addition to your thoughts, feel that thought. Add, add, add emotion to that thought. And that's what's going to cause that to to more rapidly manifest into your life because it's the energy yes. now explain how where we get that energy david can you enlighten us well, as so, to yeah so the energy has to come from within and how does it come from within if you're trying to manifest something try to bring forth something into your reality you have to have interest in it you have to have you know a desire for it. And if you don't have a desire for it, then you're not going to generate much, much energy because everything comes from within. So for example, in sports, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big football fan. So if you want me to try to, let's say manifest some tickets for the next football game to me, I'm not a big football guy. So I won't have much emotion behind it, but because I'm, I'm a basketball fan, if you want me to try to manifest tickets, to the next basketball game, then to, for relative to me, that's my interest. That's what I like. That's what I have a passion about. I mean, what are you passionate about in life? Everybody has, 
you know, we're not all robots. We're all different people with different feelings, emotions, you know, interests and disinterests. What is it about you that drives you? What is, what is it about you that, that makes you excited about something? And we all have different things that make us excited about certain things. What's, what makes something excited for one person not necessarily makes the other person excited. Right. So that's where the energy comes from. You have to, if you're trying to manifest something, don't try to fool yourself. If you're trying to manifest something, you have to really, really like it and really want it. You know, whether it's a new job, a new car, a pet, some possession or anything, you have to have a true, strong desire for it, for you to be able to generate that kind of emotion to try to manifest it. That is so true. So that's the first basic thing that we've got to do is we've got to explore how bad do we want it. Exactly. And you'll do virtually anything to achieve it, to get that. And that's, that's the ticket. That's where we need to be at it in order to manifest. And yes. that's with anything. Yes. That's with a love of your life. That's with, with a, a car. That's with school. That's with being a dentist. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Which, 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 which makes sense. Think about it. If you want to become, you know, an attorney, if you want to become a physician or a dentist or whatever, I mean, these take many years of school. I mean, yes. regardless of how intelligent you are, you have to go through many years of study and training, right? But if you don't have that true heart's desire, if you don't have that passion for it, you may get halfway through or even just start the process and give up because you yeah. don't have that passion. But if, if that passion is real, if it's true to you, if you're, if you're true to yourself, then that's what, caught, that's what will keep you on that journey and that road, you know, and per, to preserve, persevere and keep with the program, even when things are difficult. Wow. Yeah, that is so true. So what is the, some of the other things that we normally overlook with the law of attraction. So piggybacking on what we just talked about. So the secret talked a lot about the law of attraction, but where it didn't get into is, and, I, and like I said, if you, as anybody that knows the yin and the yang, if you look at the symbol of the yin and the yang, there's that black and white, right? So this right. The, universe, the universe is made up of opposites. So we have male, the female, you have the sun and the moon, there's the nighttime, there's the dark, there's the, there's the, the daylight, right? This universe is made up of opposites. And that's what keeps everything in harmony. You can't have the yin without the yang. Right. So the secret in many of the books, they talk about the law of attraction. And that's the, you could either call it the yin or the yang. Okay. But there's an equal, but, but um, a law to the law of attraction that is just as powerful that people, that the, law of, that the secret doesn't even talk about, but it's called the law of detachment. So where you have the law of attraction, there is a law of detachment. And these two are, have to exist, coexist with each other for anything to work. So, and of course, in, in some of our past, in some of our past um, uh, interviews that we've done, I mean, I've talked many, many different aspects about the law of detachment. So, for today's listener, I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it in a way that I guess it's easier to understand because it's not easy to understand. You know, I mean, a lot of these things are not easy to understand. So, the law of detachment is. In order to attract, in order to successfully attract what you want, at the same time, you have to be detached or you have to be, you have to let go of the outcome. So what I'm trying to say is, so let's say I'm trying to, um, there's this new car that I'm looking for. And so I'm doing my best. I'm using the law of attraction. I'm trying to attract it. And when it comes to the moment where it looks like, oh, wow, this thing's happening. I'm about to get it. Things fall apart. Um, yeah. the, the car wasn't available. The car got sold to somebody else. Something happened, right? And so if you just understand the law of attraction and you don't know anything about the law of detachment, your first inclination is to say, well, it goes to show you the law of attraction doesn't work because I tried to manifest you know, what I wanted, but it just fell apart. So this whole thing must just be a bunch of baloney. You know? Yeah. But what actually it isn't, because once you, you know one side of the law of attraction, now you know the law of detachment, it means, oh, well this car that you wanted, you know, it happened, it almost happened. But if you're, if you're, if you're detached from the outcome, the outcome was that you did not get it. What you need to understand is the universe works in many different ways in ways that you don't see because it's a very complicated process. So if you, that car was, you know, on, on its way to you, but something happened and it fell apart, it didn't mean the law of attraction didn't work. It could have meant that that was a stepping stone to getting you a better car. Yeah. A better, better. Situ a, be a better situation. 
And so, you know, the law of attraction, you know, doesn't talk to you. It just, it's things show up in your, in your life to, you know, to steer you towards that goal. But there's so many times where, um, uh, you know, things, things don't seem to go their way, but they do. So a great, another great example, which I will use, um, in this situation was most people don't know when I first applied to dental school, I wasn't accepted. Ah. And so to me, I was like, oh man, you know, maybe the law of attraction didn't work for me. So I worked hard. I, I know I, I redid my exams. And then the year after I applied dental school and I got accepted. So that goes, it goes to show you. So, so, you know, it didn't work out for me the first time, but I stuck with it. And so, um, it, it, it worked out for me the second time. And so the reason why I bring this up is because I met my best friend in dental school in the same class. Now, ah. now, now, now the class above me, I knew, I knew most of them because they were a year ahead of me. I don't think I would have been friends with anybody in that close friends with anybody in that class. So I, I think waiting a year later, coming into school a year later, I, I got to meet my best friend in dental school. And that during that year, I wouldn't have met him if I got into school a year earlier. So it was like the law of attraction was working for me. It just, I didn't realize at that time. So, you know? so when things don't go right for us, it's really something else that's better. And it's like the universe really is in play. Yes. Yes. And so, and, so and maybe, you just got to trust. Yes. And maybe you needed that negative experience, that experience to push you higher towards that second one, the next experience. You know, it's like when Steve Jobs said, you know, when Steve Jobs formed Apple and later on he got fired from Apple and then he went and, you know, did, did, did other things. And later on, Apple fell apart and then he, he came back to Apple and built it up even stronger. He said that by leaving Apple, he learned certain things that he was away. Very, very important things that he learned when he was away, that when he came back to Apple, he was able to create the iPhone and do all these things because he, he learned those things that he wouldn't have had he left and had he, had he, had he not left, yeah. you know, so. So that's um, important to grasp especially when we feel disappointed yes is that we don't know the reason for that disappointment but if we still go forward we will discover as a matter of fact i'm getting to a ripe old age you know that i can really look back on my life and discover wow had that not happened i wouldn't have done this and i'm so glad i did so it was all of the um angst that I had, all of the disappointments, wow, got me into a better place. Yes. And how many people don't realize that Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, when she had Harry Potter, it was submitted to you know, literary, literary agents. And her agents, I think, sent the book, Harry Potter, to like, if I'm not mistaken, 12 different publishers, which all said, this is no chance of succeeding. Harry Potter has no chance. It's just a children's book. And I think number 13 took the chance. And that's why we have Harry Potter today. Now, imagine if, Harry, if, if, if she just said, you know what? I give up. Never mind. Forget about it. This world would not have Harry Potter in it. I mean, right. I mean, you go to Universal. I mean, Harry Potter is, is in our culture. It's huge, you know, but it was, it was actually rejected many times before. Awesome. And, and, and even Jack Canfield talks about it. Our, our, our friend Jan, Jack Canfield. He said when, they, yeah. when him and Mark Victor Hansen did Chicken Soup for the Soul, they were at the book convention and they took their book to like every publisher who re- flat out rejected it. And I think finally they went to a publisher called HGI, if I can remember correctly, and who was going out of business basically, and then took a chance with them. And so they, they didn't give up. You know, they were like, they were detached from the outcome. If, if you're just quick to give up, if, if you're not detached from the outcome, you can use the law of attraction all you want. But the first sign of failure, you're going to give up. But oh, if, you yeah. understand, if you understand detachment, you realize it's just another stepping stone. And so they took their book to the publisher and Chicken Soup for the Soul, as Jack will tell you, became, you know, history. Yeah. You know, made, made, made history. And so... But most of these books, most of these successful people, you know, you, you, you know, their success, but you didn't know their failures that got to that, to that successful point. That's true. You know? Yes. Well, speaking about books, because your book and I remember when it came out, <laughs> we go that far back. Yes. Um, but it has since been, you know, it's a bestseller, but it's all over the world now, David. It's all over the world. It's in China. Oh my God, it's huge. So you didn't anticipate that? No, I did not. I mean, I was, I mean, my, I myself was lucky because, you know, my book went through many different agents. I mean, I, I had the, I had the agent for Barack Obama, a uh, literary agent, tell me that 
Uh, she saw my book. She goes, I'm sorry, David. I just can't sell this to the publisher. I can't, I can't. I, I mean, re rejections came left and right in, in my way too. So I know the whole process. And people tell me the book has no chance. They can't do anything. And then um, I had one agent who actually who actually left the business. He, he used to be a literary agent, but he, he, he was a thinker outside the box. And so he, he had quit the business and he, he took a look at my work. He goes, I think we got a chance with this. I'm like, oh, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, I, I think we do. So I have, uh, I used to be in the business. I, I know I have a connection with someone in the business. Um, let me take a look and let me take it to him and see what he, he thinks. And the guy ended up being the guy that he knew ended up being a VP at Simon and Schuster at the time. And he took, he, the guy took a look at it and he says, yeah, I think that's good. Let's go for it. I was like, really? After about like a hundred, 200 rejections, you know, I was like, oh, okay. That's <laughs> like, I guess the universe does work in mysterious ways. Yeah. So yeah. it takes that many times, but you found him. Now, is there a way that we can adjust our mental so that it's not a hundred people down the road <laughs> that we can bring it to like five or six? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, can we adjust the way our thinking? Are we thinking it's not going to pick, be picked up after the first or second time? Do we have a little bit of a doubt? What is it that we can do to say, you know what? I'm perfectly fine with this. If it never gets picked up, isn't that the key? Yes, yes. That's, that's detachment too. So detachment, another aspect of it is, not, is, is in addition to being detached from the outcome, another aspect of, of understanding detachment is it's, oh, um, what is it you're looking to manifest or, or what I'm trying to manifest? If I get it, yes, I'll be so happy. But if I don't get it, I'll be fine with it too. And that's hard to do because you, it's almost like a catch-22 situation. You're asking me to you know, have passion for something that I really want to manifest. And then you're telling me, yes, if I get it, I'm happy. But at the same time, you're, you're, you're telling me if I don't get it, I should, I'll be okay too. And that's what's so hard about detachment. That's what's so actually the hard part about the law of attraction. The law of attraction is the easy part. The law of attraction is the difficult part. And so it's, it's very difficult to create something, to try to, to try to be passionate about something and to have a, a heart's desire for something and to tell the same, to tell that person, you know what, you know, you know, for you to, to, sex, to successfully at, attract it, you have to have that notion that even if you don't have it, you're still going to be happy. That's hard to do. You know, and so that I is people, hard to the, do. The law of attraction isn't so easy because when you add a law of detachment into it, it, it makes it more difficult, you know, so. But it has to be a place that we can get to. We have to be able to let go. Because if we don't, it's not going to show up. It's going to yes. take longer. And yeah. so that's where we've got to put on the brakes. Yes. Yes. Um, one analogy I like to use to tell people is when you see people at the gym lift, working out, right? They're lifting weights. And as you're lifting, when you're lifting weights, you can't lift 24 hours a day. You have to lift and you have to give your body time to rest to build muscle, right? And so the, the lifting part is the law of attraction. The, real, the relaxation part, when you go home and rest your body, that's the, that's, that's the detachment part. You can't, you can't lift, you can't think about what you want all day, but you have to let it go at the same time. So to successfully use the law of attraction, you have to have periods of thinking and periods of letting go of forgetting. It's a yin and yang process. Just like you, you work out, you have to lift, lift heavy weights and you have to give your body time to rest and sleep at night to, to, to build that muscle up. It's the same way with the law of attraction. So, there is a way to do a lot of attraction, but I think you would agree with me. Um, a lot of people don't actually know how to do the law of attraction. Would you agree with that statement? I mean, yes. technically yes. Yes. they do, but they don't emotionally. Yes. I mean, I mean, I, I think people, you know, the average person, we might be unconsciously doing some aspect of it every single day, but we don't realize it because there's two main kinds of manifestations, we call it. There's the mundane manifestation and there's the mystical manifestation. So the mundane manifestation, I think you, me, the average person, we're doing it all the time. You're, you're pulling into the shopping center of the supermarket and you're saying, man, I wish I had a parking spot. So you're, you're unconsciously, even if you have no, no knowledge of the law, the law of attraction, you're thinking, man, I want that parking spot toward the front, right? And next thing you know, as you're thinking about it, some person walks out and they go to their car. And you're like, yes, I got it. So you, you turn your, you, 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 you turn your turn, turn signal on. You're waiting for that person to come out and you get the, you get the parking spot, right? So that's an everyday what we call mundane, everyday mundane manifestation. Now, the mystical manifestation is where you would need more knowledge on what to do. Oh, wow. 
my car right now isn't good. I, I really want that new car that's out, the new model. I, I want to be able to manifest that, you know, or, or I, I don't like the job that I'm doing right now. I want to try to get into a better job, a different kind of job, you know, or for Christmas, you know, I, I haven't been able to afford this, but I really, you know, secretly want this thing, you know, but I, you know, I can't afford it. So these are little examples of what we call a mystical manifestation. It's something that's kind of outside the boundary of what's normal. And that's where, that's where you would need the law of attraction or, you know, to, to, you know, or more information to be able to, to achieve that. And some people are probably are doing it, but they don't realize they are. I mean, I, I mean, when I go on the Google reviews of my book, people say, wow, his book was so lightning because I've been doing some of the things he's been doing without, without realizing that I've been doing it. But now that, <laughs> now that Dr. Che wrote his book, I'm able to more organize and put into a more systematic fashion what I've been doing now, you know? So, yes. So uh, uh, say a person wants to buy a car. Mm -hmm. And are they to be specific? I have to have this kind of car, but I only want to pay this amount of money. I only want my monthly payments to be this amount. Mm, uh, actually, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I don't think it needs to be that specific. I think what the key is the law of attraction is simplicity. Just envision the car that you want the color, the make, and that's all. Don't worry about what the payments are going to be. Don't worry about what a dealership is coming from. Don't worry about all the little things, that you, the extra things you talked about. No need to worry about all those things. Keep it simple for the universe. Keep, Keep it, it simple, simple for the universe. universe. That is yes. a good book title right there, yes. David. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it yeah. simple for the universe. I love yeah. it. Yes, yes. Because when, when you keep it simple, you allow the universe to, you know, to bring you what you desire in the most efficient way possible. So if we have more limitations or strong feelings about how we're going to get it, what we want, we're actually blocking the universe from bringing us our perfect thing. Yes, yes, yes. And th th there's something else that our listeners really need to understand. And that's after you put out your energy to the universe, like let's say that new card that you want or something, after you put out your energy to it, you still need to really take action. Eventually, you need to take action because what will happen is um, the universe, just like electricity and water. So like for, for water, if, if, you, if you have a leak somewhere, water is going to find the easy, easiest way to leak out of something, right? Or electricity. Everything finds the path of least resistance, right? And so the law of attraction works in the same way. If you try to manifest something but take no action towards it, for example, uh, let me give you this example so readers understand. So we had this, when I was studying the law of attraction, there was an example of a guy who was trying to manifest, you know, like $10,000, right? He's trying to manifest it. He just kept thinking about it every day, but he didn't, he didn't take any action towards it. Uh, then, what then what happened was uh, one day he got injured on a job. And when he got injured on a job, he was working, he got injured. Um, he went to settle and then the, the, his workers comp comes back and says, okay, well, here's $10,000. So he manifested it, but because he didn't take the action towards it, it still came back to him, but it came back to him in a way that he, he didn't desire. It wasn't a good. Yeah. Job. He didn't want yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, who yeah. would? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah. When, when, you, when you're putting that energy out, you have to open the doors to flow along with it. Otherwise it'll flow back. It'll still re reverberate back to you, but in a manner in which that's not favorable to you. So, you, so when you're using the law of attraction, I'm try to listeners eventually, yes, think about what you want, but eventually you got to start taking action towards it. So, so if it's that new car, you should start looking at the papers. You should start calling different dealerships. Go online. Start looking for that car. Don't just sit there and wait for the car to come to you. You know, you have to, that energy is building up that you're doing to manifest, to try to manifest it. You need to take action and move in that same direction as what you're trying to do to open those doors, to, to make it, to make it so the universe has those avenues to bring you what you want. Great, great, great. That is so good. Um, and exactly what we needed to hear because going on your day to day, we tend to forget it. And I think that's why the law of attraction radio network has been in business for 15 years. It's like, you can't get enough of this stuff. You need the daily reminders. Yes, you need to, you need to keep on focusing in. So, you know, when to let go, yes. when you know, when to go forward, or you just need to, to start dreaming. So yes. I think that's, that's really important. The law of attraction is just not here today and gone tomorrow. You've got to constantly practice it. Yes. Yes. So, um, do we have some time to share a little science behind it? 
Oh, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is something for our listeners that is uh, it's going to be good today because I've never mentioned this before in any of our past um, interviews. Inter- interviews. No, we haven't because I I recently just discovered it. So uh, a couple of weeks before you called me for the meeting, um, I was you know I, I I read the news every single day. I have a news feed and I read noodle. I read the news very religiously. And so one of their articles that just came up actually really helps with a lot proving the law of attraction, how it works at the, at the subatomic level. Okay. So we're always taught how, you know, the universe was started by the big bang, you know, the big bang. Yeah. Oh, it, it was, there was nothing. And there was this big explosion and bam, everything, everything can created, you know, from that millisecond, right. When things exploded, right. That's pretty much taught at every school. So even if you don't know science, you've heard of the big bang theory. That's kind of, you know, besides the show too, everybody knows the big bang theory. Okay. So yeah. um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of the accepted Science that's been around forever, right? Well, one of the news feeds came up, and it was about this guy, us, uh, this this you know scientist. His name is Paul Lavalette. Okay, he basically is disproving the Big Bang theory. He says no, it didn't happen the way that science says it should, and he he has a lot of credibility, and a lot of the stuff he says is true. But the part that I really want to um, bring to our listeners today is what he says. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quote us. You know, a little part of the paragraph. Um, so basically, he's re- he's replacing the Big Bang theory with his theory, which is just saying, you know, because scientists say when you, when, you, when you take science, that energy is neither created nor destroyed. Right. You know, energy, energy remains constant. But Paul Lavalette says that there's a cosmic ether at the subatomic level that is capable of producing energy fluctuations that in some scenarios can nucleate a subatomic particle. So he calls it continuous creation theory where matter is constantly being created within a static universe. So the, 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 the takeaway point of here is instead of the old theory where energy can either be created or destroyed, La Violette says that at the cosmic ether, we, we can create more matter. We can create new stuff. So for law of attraction, for all of us, we all have these minds, these brains, right, that we're thinking of, right? So basically, it's basically saying that we can, you know, with our thoughts at the, at the subatomic, at the cosmic ether level, just like Wallace Waddle said back in 1910 with the science getting rich, that we, instead of matter just being neither created nor destroyed, that we can actually create new matter, new things. So basically, it's saying the law of attraction is true. It's like we can, with our minds, our brains, we can create new things all the time. You know, and I, when I read this, I was like, wow, you know, because La Violette says, Matter produces more matter. It's like biological reproduction in a way. And when I read this, I was like, oh my God, when we have our next interview, <laughs> I'm going to mention this to our listeners because this is the first time that I've seen a really, you know, scientific, uh, cre- yeah, 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 credible science scientist who is going against the, the grain, going against the norm, you know. So matter uh, creates itself. More matter. It, it, can, it can produce more matter. It's, so of, our yeah. goal then is to utilize just keep on, our, yeah, keep yeah. on dreaming, dreaming. Yes. Using, creating. Yes. Yes. Keep yes. on wishing for things. Yes. Keep on wishing, keep on feeling for them. Keep, keep that emotion going. Keep that yeah. emotion going. Wow. Yeah. David, yes. that's really powerful. Yeah. Now I've never heard that before. Never. Yeah. Me, yeah, me, me either. I mean, all our, all our works, you know, all our, all our interviews, all the things I've been doing. When I when I read this, is right before our interview. I read this. I'm like, I'm gonna bring this up because um, it it blew it blew me away too. And I was like, you know, this is a here here's a scientist that is finally going against the grain. You know, and, and think about it. I mean, many 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 back in ancient times, we used to think that the, that the Earth was the center of the universe, that everything revolved around it, right? And, and it took a big time scientist to come to go against the the status quo and say, no, the Earth is not the center. The Sun is the center, and all the planets, including the Earth, revolve around it. So things that we take for granted today wasn't always for granted. It, it, at one time, our science was incorrect. You know, it took it took a, it took a daring scientist during history to disprove that. You know, things were a different way. And and and, and, when, and when Newton discovered gravity, he discovered gravity. He he explained gravity to the best of his knowledge. And we we went with Newton for a long time until Einstein sure. came around and said, you know, Albert Einstein came around and said, no, gravity doesn't work this way. It actually works this way. So we're all taught this whole thing about Big Bang and everything. Right now, I mean, obviously, Paul LaViolette, I mean, scientists aren't going to go along with him because it would kill everything in science, you know. But Paul, Paul LaViolette right now, this scientist, he, he's kind of in his own little realm right now, you know. 
But what he says is very, very, to me, it makes, makes a lot of sense. And it's very, very uh, supportive of how the law of attraction works. Because, we're, because, because basically he's saying matter produces more matter. And our, our brains and our hearts, our subconscious mind, our thoughts with our emotion is basically creating in this cosmic ether more matter, more things that we want. So, so David, then let's, let's stop and look at this for a second. What, what then creates the lack? It's our fear that we're not going to get what we want. Would that, is that what blocks the matter from creating? Yes. So, so when you're using the law of attraction to create what you want, things will come up, you know, and it may come up, which make it look like you're, you're not, it's not, it's not happening, or it may be stopping you from getting what you want. And so we start to create doubt. We start to create fear. And that, that, this is totally normal. It happens to everybody, even myself, you know? And, but that fear and doubt is what causes your subconscious mind to get paralyzed. It paralyzes your subconscious mind. You know, because the universe likes to work, this cosmic ether, the universe, it likes to work on faith. Like if you, it's, it's almost like telling you, if you believe in me, I will help you. But if you have doubt and you're scared, of what you know, of what what you're trying to do, then the universe kind of responds the same way. It's like a mirror. Then it's like, okay, well, that's the way you're going to act. If you don't believe it, then you know, it's almost like think about it. If you're if if you're playing sports and your coach believes in you, it, it adds fuel to that to, to for you to succeed. You're like, yeah, my coach believes in me. But if you're on the court and your coach at the, during the timeout, the coach is just yelling at you and telling you that you know, stop shooting the ball or stop doing this. It, it throws your confidence away. It throws your belief, your faith away. And what are you going to do when you go out to the field or the, on the court? You're not going to perform as well because you feel like the coach doesn't have you, doesn't have your back, doesn't have the confidence in you. But if you if you do if you're trying hard and your coach is telling you, you know, no, don't worry about it, it didn't work out, but I want you to keep going. It throws that, it gives you that extra mode of confidence, and the universe works the same way. If you're trying to manifest something and the universe and you trust the universe, like no matter what, I trust you, it's going to work. Yes, the universe has a higher, much higher chance of bringing you what you want versus if you're trying to manifest and you're saying, you know, I don't know if this this whole thing is really working, it's going to work or not. Maybe it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo that I read or something somewhere. I don't think, well, if you have all that kind of doubt and fear, then of course the universe is going to mirror your, your emotion and your chances of manifesting go way down. Okay. So this would explain why hypnosis is so powerful for the law of attraction practitioner, because you are constantly feeding it this thing that you want and you're, you're building up that mind to totally accept it you where you can actually see a picture of it in your mind yes it's, it's great you bring up hip, hip, hypnosis because hypnosis works like this so you know i tell people law of attraction is really simple you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind your conscious mind is your brain and your subconscious mind is your heart so your, your conscious mind thinks about what you want your subconscious mind does the manifestation okay so when you do hypnosis Essentially, what you're doing is you're shutting off the conscious mind because the conscious mind can, can help you or can hurt you. Because if you tell someone, oh, I believe you can do this, I believe you can do that, if the person doesn't have confidence in themselves, then, then their conscious mind will, will fight, will, will resist right. what, what you're telling them or what they're trying to manifest. But if you're able to shut off that conscious mind and start feeding subliminal messages to your subconscious mind, that's when you can get you know, great things to start happening. And so hypnosis is a, is a great tool because a person who's trained in hypnosis can sh- temporarily shut off the barrier of the conscious mind and start feeding good messages to the subconscious mind. So I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of hypnosis since you bring, you know, it's great. Yeah, me up. too. I'm a hypnotherapist. I totally <laughs> believe in it. I've seen miracles yes. happen and I've seen blocks happen, but it's not difficult to remove those blocks if you have the desire, because the hypnotherapist can get in there and help you to keep focus in on your dreams. It's not difficult, except that it's our fears and emotions that block it, like you were just saying. Yes, yes, exactly. Ah, Amazing, amazing. Well, (laughs) Dr. David Che, we're all out of time. I want to personally thank you for being my friend all these years. I want to thank you for being on the cover of Law of Attraction magazine because you're one of the great Law of Attraction teachers I have ever met in my life. 
Well, great. That, that's great coming from you, Jules. That, that means a lot. Like I said, you have so many other, other people that, you know, you talk to on a daily basis and, you know, for you to be able to say that to me, it's a, it's a big deal for me. You're, you're huge in my book. You, you're really good, David. Keep it up and keep on coming back because I know my audience loves you. And um, thank you again for being on the cover of the magazine. It's just the highlight of the five or six years that it's been in business. So thank you, David. Yep, yep. And, and thanks for giving me the opportunity. I really appreciate it. And to all my wonderful listeners, have a great week. And don't forget to ask the universe for a sign. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com. And have a great week.